Hello everybody and welcome. This is NBL Overtime, all thanks to LD Mobile, and we're back. We've been here, been there, but now we're back in the NBL Overtime studio. So much to get into. Big news, breaking news, developing news. Big guest as well, Liam Santa Maria, Corey Homicide Williams. I'm at the plasma. I hope this isn't going to be, in fact, I know it's not going to be a regular occurrence, but hello to you boys. What is going on? Glad to be back in studio. Big show. Let's get into it. Liam Santa Maria. I danced last time I was by the plasma. I'll hold <laughs> on to it right for now, man, but it's exciting. It is. It's great to be back. Christmas around the corner. The season's just around the corner. Big announcements. Lots to get into. Hashtag NBL Overtime to get involved wherever you might be. At NBL, hit us up. And Liam mentioned the big announcement. Almost none bigger than this. Get ready. Basketball's close. You're in for an unbelievable month of basketball. In the home of basketball. To be rewarded with the whole league being here in Victoria is amazing. It's going to be great for the city of Melbourne and also Victoria abroad. It's going to be awesome for the fans to see so many games of basketball in such a short period of time. You know, the NBL's been growing and growing from year to year, and this year will be no different. And the NBL Cup is here. We are joined by the Commissioner of the NBL, Jeremy Lowe. Jeremy, welcome firstly as we're back to NBL Overtime with the NBL Cup. This is huge. It's huge. How good is it? 36 games of basketball in less than, uh, I think, 30 days. It's six months ago. You couldn't have envisaged that happening in front of live audience as well. So it's absolutely fantastic. Is this something that was born out of coronavirus and 2020? Or is it something that the league's been working on for a little bit? No, it's very much, uh, very much born out of coronavirus. But we always said that we wanted something to come out of this. We wanted to take, um, well, they always say, necessity is the mother of invention, right? And we needed to come up with all kinds of different contingency plans. But let's learn from it as well. And let's see if we can't build something that we can then take into future seasons. And it ticks a lot of boxes. Can you explain the scoring system to us? Sure. So, so the first point to make is that all 36 games will count towards the regular season. So these are games like any other, and they're going to be hotly contested as a result. But then also, 36 games means that each team plays every other team once. So that means you can have a standalone competition as well. Um, and so the scoring system for the Cup is three points for every win, one point for every quarter that you win. And then there will be a champion at the end of the hub. Uh, why Melbourne? Why did you land on Melbourne as the spot to make it happen? Look, first sim simple reason is Melbourne is still the heartland of basketball in Australia. The supporter base here is huge. The support from Victorian government that we've had, not just through coronavirus, but over many, many years is really significant. And they stepped up to the challenge when we were really in need of some contingency plans around this coming season. Uh, so they've, they've really come to the party in terms of leaning in and supporting this concept and we're very, very grateful to Sport and Rec Victoria, Department of Health and Human Services have moved mountains to accommodate this from a quarantine point of view. So that's, that's why Victoria. Usually, sorry Cam, usually it's 28 games. What made you go with 36? So it's usually 28 games per team per season, you mean, yeah. yeah. So now 36 per team, but it's also 36 games in the hub. So the 36 happens to pop up twice. Okay. That 36 games in the hub is purely the number that you need in order for each team to play everyone once, which was the only fair way that we could come up with to also make it a self-contained competition whilst also counting towards the regular season. 
Of course, we know that um, these kind of mid-season cups happen in big leagues around the world, right? Especially in Europe. Cam and I spoke to David Anderson, Australian legend, during the, um, during the year and about playing in cups and winning cups in Italy and various places around Italy, around Europe. What do you see as the potential for this beyond this year? I mean, is this something we could see happen again and potentially elsewhere around the country? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've referred to this as the inaugural NBL Cup with there being a prospect of it then being uh, replicated in future years, whether it's in one location or multiple locations. But um, I saw the ACB, the Spanish League, play the Copa del Rey and how much that means to their teams and their players and their basketball fans. It's really established a tradition of its own. So they break in about the middle of the season and play this standalone competition. One of the really cool things about it is they are quite often take it to cities where they don't normally have professional basketball. That strikes me as a huge opportunity here in Australia. Um, but it's also a fantastic concept and it just adds another dimension when you throw prize money in there as well. Um, adds another dimension of something for teams to compete for. And have you made the cup? What does the cup look like? Haven't made the cup yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hang on. There's going to have to be a cup. There's going to have to be a cup. There's an opportunity now to, to put the designers of the NBL fans to design it, give you ideas. That's not a bad idea. Cam's <laughs> wheels are always turning. We <laughs> also <Always>. have... Well, <laughs> on that, two things. Did you at all... Last year in the NBA All-Star game, we saw the Elan yeah, ending. We saw the... Elan ending, you know, they changed yeah. the scoring system. Was that yeah. at all discussed for the NBL Cup? Yeah, the, the reason that we landed on this scoring system is that it's, it replicates what's previously mm -hmm. been done in the Blitz, the preseason Blitz. But now you have the added um, factor, I guess, of them being regular season games. So you know they're going to be hotly contested mm -hmm. all the way through till the final buzzer anyway. Mm. But in the rare instance that you do get um, a blowout in the fourth quarter, it's going to be really interesting to see how teams prioritise things differently. Right. Just, and, a, and just another talking point. Could we see an open-air games or open-air games that involve non-Melbourne teams? Of course, United have sort of owned that. But could we see some other teams, if that is in fact where the games are played at, at John Kane Arena, could we see some other neutral teams play with open-air? It's a really interesting concept. The challenge there is that the Jumbotron in the middle of John Kane Arena mm -hmm. takes quite a bit of removing and installing. So you would need a couple of days of free space between games. Sure. It's going to be a very tightly packed schedule. But we are going to be playing mostly double headers in the hub. So there may be sufficient time for us to remove the Jumbotron at some point. You'd want to be fairly confident of the weather forecast true, before true. you did that, though. True. Yeah. To which no one really is, to be fair, even the experts. Are you a are you weather expert or not? No. Nope. No? Nah, okay, that counts all of us out here. <laughs> yep. All right, uh, we're, we're excited for it. It's going to be great. Hashtag NBL Overtime to get involved. Hashtag I want to design the NBL Cup. Actually work <laughs> on that hashtag a little bit differently, but get it short, you get my idea. Uh, just on the season, of course, we're getting close to the season. and. Uh, we've spoken so many times over the off-season and how many things have, have changed and developed and almost by minute-by-minute minute thing. Again, the last week has popped up with the New South Wales and in particular Sydney situation. How's that tracking towards the season? Does it mean more quarantine in different states for players or do you just not know? Uh, look, at this stage it's looking pretty likely mm -hmm. that we'll need to relocate either or both of the Kings and the Hawks somewhere for a period of time in order to be able to be confident that they can play their away games at the beginning of the season. So we're still working through all the logistics of that with various state governments at the minute because each of the different states around Australia have slightly different rules in terms of who from New South Wales is allowed into their respective states at the minute. Um, ideally, we would like to find a home for those players and teams where they don't have to do any quarantine and they can get straight back into a, a training regime. 
And the, the theory there is, much like, say, the Indian cricket team and some of the members of the Australian cricket team who have been able to travel cross-border or are going to be subject to an exemption on the basis that they've been living in accordance with various protocols, which mean that they can justifiably be treated differently to the general yep. member of the public. Well, let's hope that the Hawks and the Kings have better luck than the Indian cricket team who are putrid. <laughs> uh, Homicide's got a mansion if you want to just put the both teams in there for a couple of weeks. <laughs> there we go. Run right. uh, thank you for joining us, mate. Thanks so much for having me. Hashtag NBL Overtime to get involved. So much going on. The preseason has also started around the NBL Cup. Check out our plays of the NBL preseason so far. RAC Arena for the summer, but the Hawks waste Ooh. no time. Dinger Dell, welcome to Perth. I tell you what, that Euro is on scouting the board because that is something a sight to see. Far out, the range with each step. <laughs> Make the outside shots. It's going to be a proven super shot for sure. Yeah, sure. Molo, control, turns over. He's not. Throws it up and yeah. Dang throws it down on the one hand alley oop jam. Back to 10 before 15 to play. Here yeah, suddenly it's a ball game. Weird shot. Shake it bait, but just loses it. Clint Steinle pushing the break, puts up the lob. Bryce got him. Welcome home. Well, unfortunately, we've got a little bit of an injury right down and this by Something to do with the fact he's guarded by still a defender in the Now Froling goes all the way oh. and he's met at the oh, rim by Craig Moller, who said, No, sir. Whole bench is up for the Kings. Love that one. Oh, what a play by Moller. Better for our uh, percentage than most of us, anyway. Two seconds on the clock. Nah with space. Puts up the heave oh. and nails it. There's a triple here to head end the halftime buzzer. Fantastic word there from Emmett Nara, and that ties the game at 42 apiece. Well done, Emmett Nara. a potential three, uh, or yeah, six-point play, so... Um. Well, thanks to LD Mobile, Emmett Nara is a number one pre-season play so far, and what has been a very jam-packed 10 days. We are NBL Overtime. I'm back at the desk. I feel like I'm back at home. Last week... <laughs> I was in a, in a broom closet. He told me <laughs> off. I pulled some strings and we're back. If you are joining us for the first time on ESPN, hello to you. If you're on Twitter at NBL, of course, it has been a big year. We'll get to the preseason and all that very shortly. But just some individual thoughts. Of course, the NBL Cup, the hubs and all the rest of it. Homicide, you pumped? I'm pumped. I'm loving it. I'm glad we're back in studio. Basketball is back in a couple of weeks. Obviously, there's some preseason games. But the regular season, January 10th, I cannot wait. I'm enjoying the new, some of the new faces that uh, we're oh. seeing in pre-season, we're going to see in the league this year and mm -hmm. shouting a few of them out here. No Sydney or Perth. No, hang on a second. No, si get... no Sydney hey. or Perth. Oh. Now, now, obviously, <laughs> I pulled some strings and got it's... us back in the studio. So for the Red Army and the Kings crew, <laughs> I didn't know about this. So uh, throw your abuse elsewhere. I mean, I would have thought if you make the grand <laughs> final, <laughs> if you make the grand final, you get a little shout out on NBL over time. I, I but agree. It not. I agree. I was going for a blank canvas once I found out we haven't got the Kings or Wildcats fans uh, players on there, but here we go. Uh, the Hub NBL Cup's going to be huge, mm. but let's get pre-season because we have waited for games a long, long time. Finally, we're here. We'll start with you, Homicide, as you boys go through it. Talk to me about who's impressed you so far. Well, first person that I'm impressed with is Tyler Harvey. This guy can just flat out, he's mm -hmm. a bucket getter. Um, he shoots the ball at a really good clip. 
and that lefty, he's getting it off. And he's a tough shot maker. So I believe down the stretch, he's going to be just a scary matchup for a lot of these guards in this league. And Harry Froling, listen, as we're watching highlights right now of Harvey, let's just, let's mm. just watch how he gets it off. You know, this guy had hit 50-plus in mm -hmm. the G League. Mm -hmm. You know, he's had opportunities in the NBA, and you better believe coming into this league, he's still looking to get another opportunity at the big show. So this man right here, man, licensed to kill. Gorgian is going to give him the, the green light, and he can score in so many different ways. And anybody that has, you know, ball-handling ability the way he has and the ability to get the shot off. Look at his tough, mm. tough shot. Sorry. <laughs> it's a lot of Brandon transition. A lot of Brandon Jennings. A lot of Brandon Jennings about the way he plays. Yeah, so and you know, obviously as a lefty with the irky jerking and the ability to just get it off Ooh. and the green light to take it in transition, I mean, you have to step up damn near half court to start guarding him. He's and, your other man. And, as well. and this man right here. Um, I'm really hoping that he's gonna have a great season. He's going to be in a great opportunity to bounce back off of the sophomore season mm -hmm. that he didn't play up to his level, and he knows it. So I'm looking forward to seeing him, and I'm sure he's looking forward to having another opportunity in with the Bullets. He looks great. He looks he's fitter. moving really yeah. well, and as a result, his versatile skill set is well and truly on display. And um, yes, this Southeast Melbourne Phoenix team was a little undermanned, especially in the front line. You see him here putting Big boy. Tristan Forsyth, the DP, in the spin cycle. But yeah, no, you're right, Corey. He looked terrific. Who you got, Liam? Well, I like, I'll tell you what, I really like Nathan Sobey at the two. Mm -hmm. We've spoken about that in, right. the, in, in recent weeks. So uh, we saw Brisbane going up against Southeast Melbourne. Of course, no imports in those preseason games. And as a result, with the lineup, Andre had Sobey playing the two. Um, and so, yeah, Jason Kadi is the starter. Tamari Wigness was coming in and playing lots of minutes. And Sobey was able to just make plays. Look at him operate here off Kadi. So uh, he's working off screens, off the ball. And the thing I love about him in this spot is he's just in attack mode to score. And it, you need to keep things pretty simple for Sobes, I think, to get the most out of him. And he was really, really impressive and was tough to guard. He was... He got a little hit here from Forsyth's having a tough time on the highlight reel, <laughs> the big fella, as Sobey put that one right in his grill. And um, it was great to see him up and about. He had 20-plus in both games and um, just looked terrific. Always is in great shape, Sobey, but that's a great sign. Now, just, the question just on is, that so we can assume that Andre Lamanis and the coaching staff are watching overtime because <laughs> you shouted out and went hard a couple of weeks ago. Well, it'll be interesting to see how things change mm -hmm. when the imports get into the mix. Oh, I also God. like Justinian. God. Whew, the next oh, star for God. the Hawks is a bucket. And bucket. He, Shout out to Colorado. <laughs> he is silky smooth. We knew he could shoot it, but I liked his work off the dribble. His pull-up game was sharp, had 24 and then had 14 in the two matchups against the Wildcats and then put 21 on the Kings. And um, he is going to put up some points this season, no doubt. He is, and, and I think that we've spoken about this around the Next Star program and how it has altered, I think, and the play or the way that the teams look at the Next Star, trying to bring in that pseudo third import ready to go and contribute. And I think that's a, a perfect example of it. They are, and we've said this, they are an intriguing team. Of course, Brian Gorgian at the helm is, is for one, but what they've been able to do, the way they've built their squad, we'll get to 
a pretty crucial injury in a moment. But the fact is that just watching them go up against the Perth Wildcats in Perth, which is never easy to do, regardless if it's a preseason game or an NBL grand final, the fact is that they look like they're a team that's going to play a great style and one that all fans, not just Hawks fans, all fans are going to have a great deal of fun to watch. Yeah, they need to get Besto back into they the do. mix and get him in amongst it. They need to get Dengadel back out on the floor. But yeah, I mean, Brian Gorgian's going to have that team up and about. He's going to keep them accountable. A couple of other quick shout-outs mm -hmm. from those preseason games. Luke Travers looked really good mm -hmm. in a starting role for the Wildcats. Our man Mitch Creek was just doing Mitch Creek Wolf things. Creek, he back. <laughs> He's uh, back. He looks good. Just on Luke Travers as well. What I yeah. like about him is confidence. Mm -hmm. There's roles on out, and uh, when you're in that situation and you've played high-level basketball and you, you've you know, represented your country, you're always going to be pretty good. But the fact is he rolled out onto that court just like he felt like he belonged. He looked like it, he did. and he felt. And that, that, that's a big thing, Homosol, when you're a kid and you're trying to pre-season game or otherwise getting a crack at it. He looked like he just like, I should be here, I'm going to prove it. You know, it's very difficult for a talented young man to get court time consistently on the back-to-back -back champs. That's mm. who he plays for. Mm. You know, so as talented as he is, he has to still wait his turn. So it's very important, like you're saying, when he gets that opportunity to show he belongs. And he got game. I love the young fella. I, I, I just can't wait for him to get more playing time so we can really see the whole picture and, and how he gets down. And, and we say this a lot. It's, it's always great when you can have a development player, a guy sitting in the development player spot who can play minutes for yeah. you during the season. And there's no doubt Luke Travers will be able to do that for the Wildcats. Kyle Adnam as well. We've heard a lot about Adnam coming out of the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix camp over the offseason that he's looking good. Has definitely taken his skills to another level. Now, a couple of injuries have come out of it. And as always, it's not good news when someone goes down. But we wait. Xavier Cooks, let's start there because that didn't look great. What can you tell us? I'm pretty worried about Xavier Cooks. For a few reasons. One, I'm hearing he could be out for a considerable amount of time. Let's, this, is, this is the Ding Adele. Let's talk about him okay. quickly. Corey goes down with what ends up being a calf complaint. So important for this Hawks team. He plays such a huge role at both ends. Remember, he came out. He said he wants to be the best defensive player. Mm. You know, and, and also, offensively, we know what he brings. But if he is not healthy they are going to be in trouble. Mm. This is a marquee signing. He means so much to this club, and they're going to need him healthy for them to be successful. Now, this is the bigger one. This is Xavier Cooks. And by bigger one, I'm more confident about Dengadel getting yeah. back on the court quicker. Please, yeah. so what are you hearing? I'm just hearing concerning um, words out of Sydney about um, the prognosis here for Xavier Cooks, which is a big hit for the purple and gold because he had a runway to an enormous season um, this, this year in NBL 21. And I think from what I'm hearing, that's going to be significantly compromised. Oh, man. So where I'm, I'm hearing that there's a good chance he's going to miss a significant amount of time, which is a huge bummer for them and for him. But it's next man up mentality, mm. right? That's what you've got to have. They've got to replace him in the lineup, in the roster, of course. But you know what it does? that it turns the attention to Craig Moller. And, and that guy, at this point in his career, showed some really good things last season, was a potential kind of best six-man candidate early in the year. He's going to need to step up for that squad. All right, you mentioned before when we were talking about Harry Froling, <coughs> excuse me, that their front line was depleted South East Melbourne Phoenix. There was no Dane Pinot. Where was he? Do you know? 
Uh, you was back in Melbourne. Didn't didn't make the trip. Um, banged up. Um, I'm hearing he's got a, a bit of a back complaint. I understand coming along pretty well, but um, it's Yanni Wetzel as a result. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, true. I mean, he had a rough, you know he had a rough second yeah. game in in the Gold Coast. Yeah. But did you see my but my man? Now in I didn't game see, one. I didn't see. Oh boy, he looked good. I'm still getting DMs about giving the Yanni Wetzel singlet to a particular crew. So when he was signed yeah. and then he was not, well, he was not going to play here and then people were asking, oh, I held on to it. A couple of people suggested I go to LeBron James, burn it down street. You oh, know? Wow. I was like, not a chance. <laughs> but someone keeps hitting me up. So this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. When Yanni Wetzel gives me a double-double sometime in the season, I'm going to buy Craig, who keeps DMing me, I'm going to buy him a jersey. That's a great so gesture. double double. That's when you're not going to get the one I've got, but you are <laughs> going to get the one that I purchased you from the NBL stall. So there you go, big yarn. All right, Santa's watching. Traditionally, second biggest segment of the year. Yes or no, still on hiatus, but it'll be back sometime soon. But Santa's watching is back. Liam Santa Maria. Well, I take was. Take it away. I was watching the preseason quite quite carefully. Obviously, mm-hmm. no blitz. How about this from Jason Kenny? Throws the oop and. <laughs> that thing just goes through the hoop. Hey, and claims it quickly as well, like Am it. <laughs> he was very happy with that. Uh, it's always pretty good when and it was he'll happily take that. Cam Glidden had a lucky one down the other end as well. But I enjoyed Tamri Wigness and Jason Cadiz's little man Louie <laughs> celebrating yep. the shot on the drive home. <laughs> Check that out, the little man's got some moves. Oh, he's happy for dad. Uh, and uh, Sean Bruce giving nothing to the big fella, so Emmett oh. Nard just chimes in. Fair enough, too. <laughs> Emmett Nard just a little helping hand. Mm-hmm. Hashtag NBL overtime because, of course, Santa's Owls were in fine form last season, and there are a couple of times that. Uh, they deserve more credit than Liam did when it comes to Santa's watching. So hashtag NBL Overtime at Liam Santa. Is that the right At Liam it? underscore Santa. There and, you go. Uh, yes, my DMs are open. Help out with, uh, with the C. All right. Hey, now we're almost at the NBL season, not too far away. We've all waited. We've all done this together, waiting. And imagine how frustrating it's been for the players because us as fans have been sitting around getting a little disappointed at different times, but now we're psyched. And it means NBL Fantasy is open. And I only knew this because <laughs> our man... Went nuts yesterday. You, I've never seen you so excited for NBL or any sports fantasy. Straight up on Twitter and bang, people asking you to be a part of their league. Yeah, speaking yeah. of DMs, people are hitting DMing me like, mm. look, let's get it. Let's get a team. Let's do a league. I'm like, listen, I am not the guy for this. I know you hype for it, but I am, this is, I'm horrible. This is what I love about you. When it comes to fantasy. You're hyped for it starting. Yeah. You want to get everyone involved because you know how great it is. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm no good. I I'm can't no be a good. part of your league because I'm no good at it. Look, I tried this before <laughs> and I failed miserably. So you got to know when to hold them, be involved, and you got to know when to just sit back and have everybody else enjoy it. I, I feel you, although that's not mm-hmm. going to turn them away because that's why they're coming to yeah, you. Yeah, they are. They want someone that they compete. Bragging rights. I've been homicide in fantasy. <laughs> well, while you and I might not be very good, our main man is. You won it last year, right? Or uh, finished on top? Uh, the year before. The year yeah, before, I was, was in, it? I was in the mix. What do you um, mean you're in the mix? You got more points than anyone else. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> for, now, Meshiani comes in at 250K there for we the go. fantasy players out there. <laughs> so make sure you got the big fella on your roster. And, and Jock Landau, lock yep. him in. Mm. Comes in at the $1 million mark. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have a big year for Melbourne United. And... Get your teams and get your boys and your girls involved and make it happen. I want to say something. First of all, we got to back up a little bit. 
I really hope he's going to be okay in Sydney. Xavier Cooks. Listen, at that position, mm. it was a great re-signing to bring him back. Yeah. We knew he was about to have a huge year at that position. It's his top opportunity, his time. He's the guy at that four spot, correct? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, you lose Bogut. Huge loss, mm. right? Jay Sean Tate to the NBA. First team all NBL. Huge loss. It's time for him now to step up, Xavier. I just hope he's going to be okay because there could be a big possibility. If he's out for a big period of time, mm. I can't see them making finals. And, and, and from a selfish point of view, from, from, from our regard, from the Boomers as well, because he's, he's on the cusp of that Australian team. He, he's someone who is, when we're sitting down and we're talking about Tokyo 2020, we've got Xavier Cooks in the mix of being at the camp and pushing towards a team. Yeah, uh, so sure, that's down the line. Yeah, but the, it is, the, the, but the immediate concern is, of course, the purple Absolutely, no doubt. But the way that he's going to, and we've spoken about this, the way that he's going to propel anyone, propel and gain momentum and gather momentum to be playing good basketball come camp, being under the eyes of, uh, of Brian Gorgian is in our domestic league. So to have that studded start to a season, be yeah. it hopefully short as possible, but if it is, next thing you know, it, it starts to hurt his entire 12 months of basketball, which no one wants to see. Yeah, no, you're right. But, but I mean, Corey's right. The impact on the Kings, I mean, that, that he was staring down the barrel of an all-NBL mm -hmm. type season. Remember for sure. his energy oh. in the finals? Him and Tate. Mm -hmm. was just like, his energy alone changed the game. All those <laughs> offensive rebounds and putbacks. All the intangibles, the little things. Big, big chance to, to have led the league in rebounding. Casper Ware, Didi Luzada, Xavier Cooks. That was really their big three. So go and get a second opinion. Hopefully uh, he's back hopefully on the are, are we at, and then you mentioned you're hearing some, some things that don't sound all that great. Are we at the point where you're hearing that maybe they are trying already speaking to replacement players or not? Well, they will need to be. Yeah. Yep. Next but, of course, but of course, you know, it's, it's a local spot. Mm -hmm. They've got their yep. two imports on That's deck. That's a big thing, isn't it? So it's Craig Moller mm -hmm. who's and, you know, really going to need to step yep. up in that spot. It is. Where's Jonah Bolden? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Someone yeah. tweeted me the other day asking about Jonah Bolden. And I said, I, I have no like, he obviously still has, uh, and, and I'm not suggesting they're definitely going to bring, they'll bring Jonah Bolden in because he's mm -hmm. going to be quite expensive. But mm. when, you, when you think Xavier Cooks and you've got to try and get, hey. if it's a long-term replacement, automatically a it's, guy who's on the periphery of the Australian team as well. But where is he? Because I couldn't answer the question when someone what? tweeted me. Do you know what? It's a great name to bring up. Mm -hmm. Same agent. Cooks goes down. Talk to Daniel Moldovan, see if you can bring Jonah Bolton into the mix. I had a dream. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Last time you Listen. had a dream, Sean Long was signing at the Wildcats and it never happened. <laughs> I had a dream. And this is going to sound... Re First of all, where's Delhi? Delhi is, is re-signed. Re okay. Yeah. Well, don't worry about the dream. <laughs> <laughs> this dream was crazy. You want to hear it? Yeah, well, well, well you sure. started. Yo, back in Yo, Cleveland. This, this dream... <laughs> It was crazy. <laughs> it is because he's Okay, so here's what occurred. Delhi gets waived, signs with the Wildcats. Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Cotton gets naturalized. No. Oh, come on, man. It's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a dream for the Red activate, Army as well. Activate Miles Plumley. Yep. Squad. Mooney's there doing he's gonna do what he's gonna do. Mm. And guess who came back? Broke off. <laughs> wow. Repeat. Good time. Yeah. What? 
Uh, <laughs> that changed everything. <laughs> is Nick K still going? Where's, where's oh he? Oh my God! No, Nick K's in Spain. Shout out to my guy Nick K, our guy. Have you have you got any more? Sort How of, crazy is that? Have you got crazy any more dream. friends of the program that have been able to nah. help the Wildcats or have been touching base with the federal government or anything like Look, that around Bryce? I'm, I'm pretty sure they're making calls because mm-hmm. if that does not happen, they won't make finals. Hey, now we're two weeks out. This league got tougher. We, true. Now we're at two weeks away from. I'm gonna season. make a list before game in the new year. I'm gonna well, make a list before the season of my top four. Yeah. And I'm telling you now, two favorites ain't in there. Hang on, hang on. Top four, what? Who's making finals? Yeah, well, hang on. You're talking like we're not gonna do it. We're a prediction show. <laughs> I'm gonna do it New Year's. You did the a, first you, show. You did a prediction back in May, if I think. Yeah, and, and guess what? It's Matter of fact, I'm doing it now. Oh, you got 90 I'm seconds. I'm doing it now. Tell me, you got 90 seconds. Per, um, Melbourne United is yep. be, will be there. Yep. New Zealand will be there. Mm-hmm. Cairns will be there. Mm-hmm. That fourth spot. I don't know. Somebody's gonna miss it. Hawks, Hawks get it together. Hawks gonna. I'm talking about some, some of the favorites are gonna mm-hmm. miss it. Hawks get it together. Hawks can get the four. I'm not great at maths, Liam, but uh, four only four goes into four. So there'll be five teams that won't play make playoffs because five will miss. some oh, of your favorites, oh, some of the favorites, I'll be honest, are not going to make it. When I got told there was a big NBL uh, announcement coming earlier this week, I thought the wildcard game. Uh, all right, Liam, <laughs> <laughs> drop it. Quick shout out, Grantley Bernard and Lindsay Gaze, the uh, great man. The book great. is coming out January 18. Got it sent to me earlier today. I'm mm. going to get into it, but uh, January 18, put that in your calendar. And get yourself a copy. This is like the Bryce. A great, it'll be a great. This is like the Bryce Cotton merchandise that I never got. So, why well, you guys are good? Hey, you gonna give a shout out to shout Liam? Shout out to Liam. Yeah, I appreciate the Christmas mm-hmm. gift. I didn't even think you liked me. <laughs> now I know you like me. I got you. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. And, and very well Thank said. You. Tough year, but we did it. We all did it. And now we're not just staring at an NBL season a couple of weeks away, but an NBL Cup, a big 2021. Have a wonderful Christmas, you basketball fans right around the country. We're back in the studio. That's our present to us. Hashtag NBL Overtime. We'll see you next week. <laughs>